0: Oh, oh, oh.
1: Oh, I'm spluttering up water because we were recording underwater. That
0: was a terrible remember that time we ate spaghetti in a pool? Yeah. Uh and we were like, let's push that boundary and record
1: underwater this time. Yeah much safer this way. Terrible idea. Out of water. Yeah let's just. Plusin and Cussin fully endorses recording above water. Yeah stay stay dry land. Hey dry land. For me it's 20,000 leagues away from the sea. Hey tell me about it. Speaking of which welcome back to Disney and Cussin. Today we are covering Jules Verne's 20,000 leagues under the sea Uh, adaptation. We are covering Walt Disney's 20,000 leagues under the sea adaptation. Into the 1954 movie of Walt Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I'm your host, Captain Timo. <laughs> and uh, I'm Takata and Fugue in Deef Minor. <laughs> I uh, I just thought you might say I'm Coral Reefy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm Takata and Fugue in Deef Minor. I don't can you draw me? The, bring me back from point B to point A. Uh, you know the song that Captain Nemo plays on the organ—that oh, that, uh, is
0: that what? Like that the, is? the the traditional, like "Here Comes a Fucking Vampire" song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you play a little bit of that, Forest Tim? Nah. Set the mood. Set the fucking mood, Tim. Oh man. Okay. Like from the movie? No, just Takata and Fugue okay. in D minor.
1: It's a uh, good. It's a good sound. Takate. All right. There we go.
0: Takates in Family Feud in D minor. Yeah, bro. I want that shit to play every time I walk into a room. I don't think there's a way you can play that with. I think sound
1: it's, of basements flooding.
0: It's the only thing you you have to have a pipe organ
1: to play this song. Yeah. Well, there that was. Yeah. Did you like this movie? I loved it. You loved it. I did. I loved it. I. Uh, I mean, it's slow as
0: fuck. So, this fucking movie is slower than my college roommate.
1: Who was your college roommate? His name was Alec. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we should just start this whole episode over.
1: Um, uh, no, no. Just let let him, like, look, they're dipping a toe in there. We're about to go 20,000 leagues
0: deep. 20,000 leagues under the deep. You ever heard of Jules Verne? Uh, I have heard of Jules Verne. He wrote The Time Machine, right?
1: that would be H G Wells not the same guy you know, Jules Verne French guy H G Wells American guy but both the grandfather of science fiction what, they could be they could both be called the father of science fiction I remember seeing a thing as a kid where I they like have H G Wells and Jules Verne walking and talking together as like the contemporary fathers of science fiction, and H.G. Wells is, er, wait, Jules Verne is saying, well, Mr. Wells, I write about the possible, while you write about the impossible. And H.G. Wells says, not impossible, Mr. Verne, only improbable. And that, that was that entire scene, but I always think of that when I think of either of those two writers. I, I, I don't know what the fuck that was. I wish. I feel like it was something I saw in Disney World. Before. I
0: wish instead of that uh, it was an uh, epic rap battles of history.
1: I've never liked that. The epic rap yeah. battles of history. Silly. So Jules Verne, Jules Verne is the second most translated author, right in between Jesus, Shakespeare, and Agatha Christie. Definitely. When, when's that? When? When? When is? When is that statistic from?
0: Today. No, I mean I know you read it. I read you read the statistic today. Oh, let me like, see
1: where I wrote down what year that statistic was was taken. Oh, oh I didn't.
0: Oh, well, okay. all right. You you don't you don't think that uh that J.K. Rowling at this point has been more translated than those two? Do you
1: know how many fucking books Ag- Agatha Christie wrote? Yeah, I'm trying to start at book one, Hercule Poirot. 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 On my um on the books subreddit, people are often like. Like, man, I read like all kinds of fucking highbrow literature and stuff, but goddamn, if I don't have the best time just reading a goddamn Agatha Christie book. It's kind of fun. I've never read one. I'm reading one right I, now. I I bought one. This one lady time. who
0: they call Teddy, she's carrying some fucking mysterious documents for some dude who's sunk, sunk in boat. Probably
1: about her. The one that I bought, I opened up and someone had written inside it, this mystery is unsolvable. This book is broken. Fuck Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's penciled in in the front. And, and you didn't read it? I, pro- I mean, that probably wasn't the only reason I didn't read it. Yeah. It yeah. was probably beginning the era where I stopped reading things. And started somewhere. getting pussy. Uh, that really oh, stopped no, books I, for I me I for I a while. more pussy while I was reading more books and playing less video games.
0: I was reading... Uh, I was reading books right up until pussy. And then once pussy rolled around, I did a lot of pretending I read books.
1: You're a fucking fraud.
0: Yeah. But now I read books again. I say read books. I listen to audio books. I listen so, to... Do you,
1: you think listening so to this, an audiobook is the same as reading a book? Do you call it reading? I, yeah, I do. I don't think it... I, I wouldn't split hairs with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I find the two experiences to be quite different. Um, but like if a comedian writes a book and then they record themselves reading that book right. then that's probably the the medium that I would prefer to read that in the com- yeah. the comedian the the, uh, the like Steve, Norm Macdonald's book that like first I, Stephen Colbert book is exactly fucking exactly. stellar yeah. yeah um but most of the time, I, I I don't I don't it's not my preferred method of ingestion however you know today I um Read about Jules Verne, which I still have yet to get into, and then I put on. There's just a podcast that's just like here. Here's classic works that have broken out of copyright, and somebody's just narrating them. Yeah. and I was like, this. It sounds this is incredibly dense. We don't have the attention spans for these kind of works anymore, right? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. So Victor. Uh, uh, so uh, Jules Verne was inspired by Victor Hugo. Jules Verne came from money. Got it. Um, His dad came from kind of like Orthodox religion, Catholicism. He's in France. Um, He gets his dad sends him to um, the city to um, to study law and he puts him up in an apartment. And um Jules Verne starts kind of hobnobbing with literary types of, because that's what he Th- like. Like, like you do. He becomes uh obsessed with like longer form narratives like the works of uh like Victor Hugo. Um he gets his big break. Um Victor Hugo Victor Hugo Hunchback of Notre Dame. Although I think it's just called like the 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 Cathedral Notre Dame or something. I don't The bell ringer of Notre Dame. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um and then he gets Pally with um alexandre dumas jr son of Alexander dumas the you, you, writer were, of- you, you remember that that commercial
0: was like excuse yeah, me mr. mr dumbass Yeah,
1: mr dumbass
0: i think i'd be a fucking valuable asset to dumbass and dumbass you know
1: who laughed harder at that commercial than anybody i've ever seen your dad my dad yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad too <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> But Alexander Dumas bank, not bankrolled, but kind of like street cred rolled. Like, it's like getting a fucking, you know, influencer to plug your shit.
0: It's, it's like being Lou Reed hanging out with Andy Warhol.
1: Yeah. no. Yeah. So, um, they reworked it too. I mean, uh, uh Verne is pretty green at this point. That was my. Varen is pretty verde at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I fuck fuck I'm I'm the one editing this. Fuck fucking uh, twice. Also, he's in Paris during the French Revolution. So it's a a time of great political upheaval. Vern is decidedly anti-war. So he starts suffering from uh, violent stomach cramps pretty frequently. And then also four instances of like facial paralysis, which were inexplicable at the time, but they ended up attributing them later to some kind of imbalance in his inner ear. But because of both of those things, he was exempted from um, combat, which he was against anyway. Um, And his dad was like, uh, you should be fighting in combat. And he was like, no, fuck you. And then the ultimate fuck you came when uh, his dad was like, okay, enough games. I'm setting you up with your own law practice. And he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to write stories, dad. Yeah. And he's like, here's a law practice. And he's like, no, fuck you. Um, and then he goes on to to write a lot of short stories and what people now know as kind of travelogues yeah. in what was called the Musée des Familles, or the Family Museum, uh, where he partnered with a guy named Petrus Chevalier. Kind of science short stories and novellas, a lot of which are kind of, I don't know, early draft seeds for what would become his five major works. Right. He ends up quarreling with um, with Pietro Chevalier, and then um, gets under the uh, the wing of a publisher named Pierre Jules Hetzel. Uh, Hetzel published uh, George Sand, which is actually a lady, and Balzac. Um, so those are the three. Mm-hmm. But uh, those were all uh, basically the vehicle for remember how Dickens was like, um, published serially. Most yeah. of, most of his like big long fucking like whole pound that you can curl. Yeah. Novels ended up being like serials. Right. That, this is kind of the way that people ingested stuff back then. And, and Jules Verne is kind of like one of the catalysts for the, um, the, f, they call it fin de cycle, which is mean, means like uh, end of a cycle. Yeah. If- like the 1890s. Yeah. <laughs> One time I walked up to a cook and I was
0: like, uh, "Cómo se dice broccoli in español?" and he goes, "Broccoli." And and that uh, every French word you've said so far is it's it's a uh, it's the uh end de cycle which is French for the fiend. end of the cycle. I said fiend. Yeah, sure. And I
1: probably don't pronounce it right. French stuff is fucking hard for me, man. Fin de cycle is clearly end of the cycle. Not help working at a French restaurant, especially when people start trying to fucking speak French to me, and I hate that shit. Après moi comes the bill, motherfucker. Yeah, that was good. But uh so the magazine de education is that the magazine of of education. Mad Magazine of Education and Recreation. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have written these down if they weren't cognates. You fucking. <laughs> Let's see what research you have. Let's see what research you have talking about fucking Ed Hoff. Um, his name is not Ed Hoff. So Vern was placed praised for his scrupulously researched adventure stories. This is the hard science fiction to the the fantasy science right. fiction. Right. This is the Trek to the the wars Wars, right so he's talking about things that make sense that can be done and that end up being done sometimes within a few few years years of his maybe even before his death he's all like trip to the moon so i mean like under the water the the underwater submersible thing yeah i mean you remember how there were like two fucking Submarines that fought in the Civil War, yeah, and they were basically like a a fucking glass from your kitchen turned upside down with some fucking Confederates in them, right? Like, I mean, he's predicting they're just holding a trash can down and hotboxing it. Yeah, what, what is he's doing these journeys to these places? And they read a lot more like travelogues than they do like a science fiction story. Right. In a lot of in a lot of these cases, it's almost documentary in the way that he refers to stuff, which makes it seem all that much more real. And it, it's like episode... the 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 twenty thousand leagues under the sea the novel, to my understanding, because I I didn't get to read much of it, but it's it reads more like episodic, kind of like Pinocchio uh, like, did, almost like a, like a Cousteau adventure right. where in this instance they encounter a shark, in this instance they uh they encounter her a giant squid this that, one, and that, an that caused a big yeah.
0: per- just like just like it did with pinocchio and trying to figure out how to fucking take collodi's cereals and turn them into one cohesive story they had to do the same shit here and be like okay we've got a bunch of scenes but there's no plot
1: here mm-hmm. it's and, just and, the mean, adventures
0: there's... of captain nemo essentially so where's where's the plot line? Nemo
1: is is, is <clears throat> villain he's definitely the the, enig- the enigmatic figure here and um, he's the Walter White of the ocean. He's he's kind of the Andrew Ryan, if you will. The Andrew Dice Clay. No, the Andrew Ryan. Do You know who I'm talking about with Andrew Ryan?
0: Is that uh saving private Ryan? No. Bioshock. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, the, the OK. Uh, uh, Rapture. They're making yeah. a Rapture TV show.
1: I don't want that. I want a movie. I want, I want, a, I want I, a three hour movie. I want another game.
0: That's what I, I want. don't
1: No, no. I've read all kinds of things about what's going on with Ken Levine and he's lost his goddamn mind. We don't even talk about that. Maybe that'll be another podcast on on this network. All right. Um, but um, uh, anyways, so um, I just wanted to point out one other thing, which was that um, Nemo was initially supposed to be. Can you point out Nemo's nationality? Like from the film, sure, or just just based on like the character the story? Itself. They don't say.
0: Uh, I. So I, I feel like Nemo's supposed to be olive-skinned or swarthy. Uh, he carries himself well because he has to. He's educated, but he was also a, a prison slave. Um, so but he I'm, talks.
1: He he explains that at some point.
0: I'm I'm guessing he's from
1: a, some form of British colonized. Island. I think that's what we're supposed to, I think that's what we're supposed to understand without them being named. And then there's a follow up um story like, to this. What's colony. one of
0: the islands that British people fucking vacation at now? Turks and e- Caicos? E-
1: e- Bizer, uh, uh, Ibiza? Ibiza? Yeah. Ibiza? I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, not so, quite Middle Eastern. Well, so what I'm getting at is that he is he was initially Polish and he was um performing these terroristic acts on Russian people. Vessels, Oh. Um, and all of his aggression was uh, was directed at, at Russia, who had committed atrocities against the Polish people quite recently. Yeah. Um, at this point, France was allied with the Tsar. And so his publisher, and he fought on this, and he said, you got to fucking, um, you got to retool this uh, or I can't publish it. I won't publish it. Yeah, so then it, it became, uh, they don't even address, I guess, here's my understanding. I might have to correct or omit this. Um, he didn't actually name where he's from or what what imperial power he's fighting against as much as just saying, oh, he's fighting against slave-holding imperialist regimes.
0: Right, they bear no flag. Right. In the movie, they bear no they bear flag. no flag, yeah. So, and then,
1: um, and then we get to one of the things that kind of made me want to do this, and I maybe I regret a little bit because I didn't enjoy this anywhere near as much as the character that Moore actually uh, adapted him into, but, uh, you know, you listen to this podcast you know i'm going to talk about alan Moore from time to time the leave extraordinary gentleman portrayal of captain nemo in this um super group of these characters that are coming out in fiction around the same time is um he's an indian prince and so he is very much rebelling against um against the british empire sinking their ships um, in the name of liberating India from, um, from colonial rule and also turning his back on India. and But that's to that's one reason. Like, where the fuck did he get all his money and fucking technology? Right. So <clears throat> that, that's yeah. one way to explain that. Also, that Captain Nemo was a cold-blooded motherfucker. Also, the name Nemo in Latin and one other language translates to no one. So when you encounter uh, Captain Nemo in, in things like that and you're, like, passing out from being fucking strung out on laudanum like Alan Quatermain is And you just see this shadowy figure And you say who are you And he goes I am no one and Then you pass out And then you wake up In a fucking submarine ah! It's a fucking cool ass scene That's uh, all i I actually wrote like a poem uh, Like that was centered around The the character of Captain Nemo Like fucking ten years ago Read it for us now I don't have it. I was looking for it today Uh, Do you remember any of it? Uh, Yeah it was like No no I don't if I find it, uh, I might. We'll, I might we'll, maybe I'll publish it. We'll throw it up on one of We'll put it on the TikTok. We'll put it on the TikTok. We'll right? put it on the right. fucking where, TikTok. Where, where poetry stays alive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people will duet it. It'll be fine. Uh, I don't know how to fucking work TikTok. So yeah, that's what you had about Jules Verne, yeah? That's what I had about Jules Verne, and yeah. and, and this... So he, and we've got me... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It, he journeyed to the center of the earth uh
1: he's the one who took us on a trip to the moon right he did that was one of the one of the earlier ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, journey, yeah oh and by the way the guy that plays i didn't know this until the end of the credits uh robert mason who plays nemo nemo ends up being the main character in journey to the center of the earth too which like i don't fucking know they just think he's a Vernian. He feels real Vernie into me. Hey, you know he's kind I, of the Hugh Jackson hey, of then. Hey, you know what? How, how they really dropped the ball not having Verna Felton in this movie. Uh, Should
0: have put Verna. Maybe she's in it. Right on in there. I don't think she is. It's mostly just dudes.
1: So Disney, motherfuckers act like they forgot about Verna.
0: And now you, you, we're we're actually taking a year a step back. We, I think we always tell people our big grand schemes at the beginning of an episode, and we're like, it's it's nineteen fifty five, and we're going to talk about all all about nineteen fifty five. And then we're all like,
1: really done that in a while. uh,
0: And and then we're like, it's the it's the summer of dogs.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the the winter, the winter yeah. Yeah, the yeah, dog, yeah. Dog days of winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, it's not about to be winter at all anymore. So the
0: year was 1954.
1: Well, here, the, here's the deal. The year was 2022, <laughs> and we were supposed to have a particular guest on to do a particular show that we'll be doing next week, hopefully. Um, but that fell through because it is the year 2022. So we decided we were going to move forward to the year 1957. What? Now, I started watching a documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty, thinking that it was a documentary about, about sleeping. making Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> no, that's, that documentary is called Making Sleep- Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not to be confused with the counterculture piece, Baking Sleeping Beauty. I, I, read a, uh, I read a tweet that was like, man, I would really like to show Euphoria if people didn't do drugs and were just nice to each other and just tried to impress the judges with three things that they baked every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, they've been watching that show at my house and man that's a a little little, little bit much i haven't seen a single episode
0: i have no desire to watch a single episode hot take here you can't have a hot take if you don't if you haven't watched a single episode or hot take here i don't think hbo shows are ever as good as everybody says they are. I really like a few episodes of most of the big HBO shows. Like The Sopranos, a good show, that went on about six seasons too long. And Deadwood is a fucking great show that went on about one season too long. HBO should be... These fucking series that they give us should be two-and-a-half-hour movies, and they would be fucking choice. But, like... I'm watching Boardwalk Empire, and why? I am bored. Walk in because I'm building the Titanic, and I wanted to get my headspace into the. I want. I wanted to sort of feel that 20s, 30s time frame a little bit, and it's it's a good show. But like, I don't have any desire to watch Euphoria in the same way that I don't even really like Curb Your Enthusiasm past season three. Hey, I here's think, why
1: I don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I tried to watch Oz
0: the other day, and it's like it's it's like Rent, but even gayer. <laughs> it's like we don't pay rent. Because we're speaking in jail. Of,
1: speaking of things that are gay, it's
0: jail. The musical. All right,
1: so I, we have a we have a, a correction slash omission. When we were talking about Encanto a couple of episodes ago, I said failed music, to talk about Bruno. I no, we talk. Okay, so we don't talk about Bruno, but we sure do listen to him a whole fucking lot in my house right now. <laughs> Same. Um, I have started. Ash got a text from me that was just like we don't talk about bruno no <laughs> no no and uh, like all in caps and then she like said something to me about where she's going later that night and i was like seven foot frame <laughs> <on the back." laughs> with like little rat emojis and it's <laughs> like this is while i'm working i'm just like bruno is definitely getting talked about in my head yeah all the time all the time uh, i i fell down a little uh Lin-Manuel, my rabbit hole, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is incredible. This is the, the best Disney movie I've seen in a very long time. I like all these songs. So I decided, bite the bullet, I'm going to watch fucking Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. I Maybe I just don't like looking at his stupid skull. He just looks Lin-Manuel like, Miranda? He just looks like a dork kid at school, hanging out with all the cool black kids and they have to let him do it because he wrote everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, cool egghead, like whatever. I got mad respect. There's something about Hamilton that feels like someone really really succeeded at the fucking like brainbuster art jam that they like, hey, you got to write a fucking musical about Alexander, like, and what, what you draw the thing that you have to write about Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, let's get started. Oh uh, yeah. And okay. then you just did like a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, you have to do Alexander Ham- Hamilton in hip hop style. And it was just like. Like this was just a fucking zip zap zop that turned into the greatest fucking musical of all time. I I don't think it's the greatest musical. Well, the the I think highest it's- grossing musical of all time. Sure, I I think it's 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 very well done. And my favorite, absolute favorite part is the uh is the Jonathan Groff from Mindhunters, who's also Kristoff from Frozen. From Frozen, being, King being, George. Uh, yeah, da, da, da. yeah. I have watched that a couple of times. Oh, and already. he is just flinging spit at the audience uh, he yeah, is it was, he uh, is fucking stellar that that was incredible um uh, but fucking i watched an hour and a half and i was only halfway done and i said it's time to put this down <laughs> <laughs> and i will go back to it at a certain point when i reach this level of vulnerability and drunkenness but god damn, it's it's really well done can't quite Accept it into my heart the way I have in Kanto because in just a lot more. It's better.
0: 30. And Kanto and, and Green Day Dookie are like the exact same length of time and both
1: are just as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Lin Man. I declare Re- that my Lin-Man house is West broke. Miranda turned out one hell of a dookie. Yeah. With that okay. So, anyways, I just wanted to say, um, very much enjoy that, uh, and all of the people involved. Even the songs that I didn't like at first, and I'm listening to them every day, whether I like it or not. And so, I don't mind. I don't mind it that much.
0: So that was us talking about things everybody else a lot likes a lot that we like. Okay, kinda corner. Thank you for listening to it. Um, you want to talk
1: a little bit about how Disney made this motherfucker? Yeah. So uh, what what I was getting at was that uh, I started to watch *Waking Sleeping Beauty*. And there was mention in that of how Walt was starting to lose faith in animated film as a medium. And one of the things that popped up um, was the Nautilus popping up out of the water. And I was like, well, that's a pretty iconic movie, I suppose. If we have to kill some time, which I think we do, if we want to do things at all chronologically – Let's kill some time with this fucking movie.
0: I I am going out on a limb right now, spoiler alert. Uh this movie is better than Old Yeller. I'll
1: bet it is. I don't think Old Yeller is going to be any good at all. But I think we're going to have a good time.
0: I'm it. I am dreading watching Old Yeller. I don't even re- I don't remember liking it when I was little. I fucking this movie is slow as fuck. Oh my god, it's slow. It's like trying to listen to this podcast get started. It just takes a while. Um, but once it gets there, it gets there for me. And then every now and then you get bored enough to do some Legos or whatever. But like this shit and not not to be the, the year is 1954 guy, but <sighs> the year is fucking 1954. And so, yeah, the, you have the, to like, say like this is the year after the current queen who I think is dead already. They gave her covid this week. You see that the queen has covid now. Queen Elizabeth Lizzie. Lizzie? Lizzie has COVID. Now, this this movie, came during the making of this film, Queen Elizabeth is coronated, right? Like, she's the queen now. So, think about how long ago that shit is, because she's old as fuck. She was young back then. We've all seen The Crown. It's as good as everybody says. But, so, it's 1954, and this shit looks great for 1954. Like, some of the special effects still hold up. The Nautilus looks fucking good gorgeous inside it really does like the nautilus looks fucking sick it it, i so i i used to get these things when i was little these like abridged versions of classics they were slightly abridged and completely illustrated and so i grew up reading like moby dick journey to the center of the earth but like they were still oh, thick as they were still thick as fuck. Like we're still talking about four hundred pages of book, but they just cut a little a little bit out here and there to like paint the picture. So I knew this story, and and Captain Nemo's always been kind of fucking cool, and like you've got a fear of the ocean that we haven't even addressed yet, but we're gonna get to. And so I've also kind of got a different kind of fear of the ocean, Um but. I I knew this story going into this and I know that it's like a classic Disney film and <coughs> Morgan met someone today who it's actually her favorite childhood movie. This girl's my age, right? So there I I refuse to believe that I've never seen this thing, but knowing that we're talking the same time period as fucking Davy Crockett and fucking, you know, I love Lucy and everything else. Some of these special effects really hold up and the set design is fucking choice and that that's our boy Harper Goff we'll get to him in a little bit but my this was one of those things where I don't know I haven't researched enough this like Disney losing faith and an animation thing and I don't I don't know what prompted the transition to live action, but Disney threw fucking money at this thing. Like he dipped into the Disneyland money to make this thing. He fucking at one point, they were so out of money that the banks called and they were like, listen, we need to see what you've got. Or the, the money has come dry. Not like the rest of this fucking movie. Uh, and luckily for Walt, they had just finished filming the squid scene for the second time. Um, and that shit blew people away. But when you finally get into the Nautilus, it, these fucking sets feel claustrophobic and they feel steel and the rivets look real and the color is perfect. And when you think about Nemo as a character and his fucking uh, look at my shit, look at all of my shit like feeding them all the gar like all these things that Nemo has. the colors are right and this this is like steampunk in the same way that Jules Verne sort of wrote steampunk. This is one of those movies, kind of like Harry Potter in a sense, but this is one of those movies that when they adapted what, at least what I remember of the book, my imagination of what a fucking, the first magic submarine would look like, right? Yes. You're stuck with a slow ass movie that has that like 1950s, all of us are clearly stage actors style of acting that can yeah, pull I mean, you out this, of
1: like, it i said this to you earlier it's like watching an old bond movie yeah where they just hang out and cue no lap no for like it a is a little too long it
0: is exactly like that it really is but pacing they might not have and it, we're we're used to like quick cuts and fucking shaky cameras and all of that shit but all things said man you know the squid is a puppet, but it feels fucking big, uh, yeah, yeah, and it and it feels fucking scary, right? There are the when you see the organ for the first time, and like the room full of treasure, and the seal rolls up, all that it you you can absolutely see how it would feel, especially to someone in the 1950s seeing this thing in fucking cinemascope, right? Like that shit would feel big, and some of it still holds up. Um, This movie, by the way, being the second movie ever that they filmed in Cinemascope, which is that that style that sort of created widescreen. Some shit called The Room. Right? Okay, so before this, they had something. Oh, hi,
1: Mark. (laughs) Exactly.
0: They had something called Cinerama. I
1: have a buddy named Mark who also wants to be on this show for the Sword and Stone episode. So that
0: wasn't a reference to The Room, the film. It was actually, I say, hey, Mark, how are you?
1: But every time I see him, I say, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark.
0: When he tells you a great story, do you say, Great story, Mark.
1: Does, does that is that a line in? Yeah. In the, oh man, what a what a film! What a film!
0: But okay, so this was this was the second full length feature film in Cinemascope. Also, Lady and the Tramp that we did last week. That's the third. Uh, well, it, it was the next Disney movie, and all subsequent Disney movies are in this fucking widescreen mm-hmm. format, right? Um, so before Cinemascope, there was Cinerama, which was sort of a wide screen that kind of wraps around the theater kind of thing, because these are the days of fucking paper 3D glasses and shit, right? These are skeletons dropping down from the ceiling, vibrating seats, like, get people in the theaters, make a production out of it kind of thing. So CinemaScope is this big fucking deal. It really is. Like, all the theaters have transitioned to these widescreen formats to show them, and and so this motherfucker was expensive, and they only had one lens to film it. But this was one of those... Walt had a wild hair up his ass and threw all the money he had at this thing, and it did get real, real expensive. So you may remember, and we're going to talk at length in our Disneyland series about Walt's fucking hard on for trains, right? Um, But Walt's in England one day, and he's, he's at this fucking nerd store where people buy model trains. Uh, and he's looking at this one fancy model train, um, and there's another guy who's at the store who also wanted to buy the same model train. Now, obviously, Walt Disney at this point is Walt Disney, and the store is like, okay, well, both of you want to buy the train. We're going to sell it to fucking Walt Disney. Sorry about you, shark boy. But Walt goes up to this guy, and he's like, hey, man, it's clear we have similar interests. Sorry about you, but the train is mine. But if you're ever in California, come look me up. And that dude was Harper Goff, who looks more like a shark than any of the sharks in this movie.
1: He looks like that one meme where somebody makes a joke, and then that kid that looks kind of like
0: Beans. He looks like Beans with British teeth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From even Stevens is like, yeah, you're looking,
0: yeah, like? yeah, like okay. Yeah. So when you're when you're picturing Harper Goff, and go to the Plusin and Cussin Instagram, it'll also be on the Suckman Instagram. Uh, and check out the pictures I've posted of Harper Goff. The man is a shark. He's ugly. There's, there's no Objectively polite way to, ugly. He, he is in. He is an ugly man. But uh, he's also funny as shit. And him and Walt become fast friends. They bond over trains. They have similar interests. Harper Goff was an artist. He's,
1: speaking of, wait, speaking of trains, uh, the other Jules Verne piece, Around the World in 80 Days. Should have just been called planes, trains, and automobiles, and also balloons,
0: and also balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't don't they? Isn't that the also rat race? Isn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, these uh, are good. These are good stories. These yeah, are yeah, like totally he good. Jules Verne really. Also, did write this I book. bought that book to read it when I was a preteen or whatever, and I'm just sitting there going, "When did we get to the fucking balloons, man?" Uh, uh, it's uh, a mad, it's, mad, 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 mad world. It's not until no, uh, around the world in 80 days. Oh yeah. 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 With the Phileas fog and that's two. Yeah. It doesn't not, not balloons right away. No, you, you read for a while before you get some balloons. I don't, I don't think I ever got to the balloon.
0: Yeah. yeah. and that's a, that's honestly, I could probably, I, with the money I have in my bank account right now, I could get around the world in a few years. I could get around San Antonio in three or four days, uh, but I'm not going around the world in 80. Not right now. In a balloon? Still a fantasy. Uh,
1: I, any, in any fashion. I I'm, think the balloon is, is some thinking on your feet kind of thing. Like, I'm, They don't plan on the The balloon is, is, is fucking wheeling improv. I am improv. terrified of hot air balloons. Oh my God, I want to do one so bad. But I'm, I'm also really scared. I'm
0: legitimately scared of hot air balloons. I've watched a few hot air balloons crashes.
1: Speaking of tricks of the camera.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's in between researching ha- Harper Goff and his shark chin, I was also looking at people that have photoshopped the buttholes out of things. Uh, so, Harper and Disney become fast friends based on their mutual nerdy nerdship. And so... Uh, Disney says to Harper, hey, man, I'm going on vacation. I want you to make a couple storyboards for this animated short. And Disney goes on vacation. He comes back. And what Harper Goff has done is.
1: But you didn't sp- say what Harper Goff's like, occupation was.
0: He just sort of works for Disney. He has a few different occupations. And he goes on to.
1: Be- I knew him as Harper Goff train enthusiast at oh, this
0: point. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Harper Goff is an artist, a musician, a storyboardist, an art director. What Harper Goff is mostly credited as is art director. Playing a
1: harp and playing golf. He, (laughs) Harper,
0: he, uh, that's the new Joanna Newsom album.
1: Uh, That's what she's been doing. That's what. (laughs) WPG, PG. All right. P-A-W-G. Hey, that was another
0: Reddit I found today. God damn it. Where was I? Harper God. Harper God. Harper Goddamn fucking Bill God. Thompson. Uh, so, so he he's he's always credited as art director. You may know him best as the motherfucker that made Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory look like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He was the art director for that movie too. So he fucking he creates these storyboards and Walt comes back and literally goes, ha ha, when the cat's away, the mice will play, huh? What the fuck is this? And Harper's like, you told me to storyboard it. I don't want to animate it. This is a full length live action film. And Walt's like, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. And so we get what we always get if there's a fucking book involved. A fucking beautiful scene of the camera flying in on the book we're talking about as it opens up. But... Um, that wasn't Harper's idea. What Harper did was one, he designed the Nautilus in and out. Mm. Like once Walt gave the green light to this thing, Harper legitimately fucking whittled a like one by one hundred scale model of what he wanted the Nautilus to look like. And so he says to himself, All right, this fucking thing has to have every cool moment from the, the ju- from the book.' um and the nautilus itself isn't really ever described fully like the appearance of it but what he what he does know is everyone who ever sees the nautilus I have a
1: hard time believing that with the amount of detail that Vern seems to go into just we, in the first chapter we
0: we don't know well, like we we know that everyone who sees this thing refers to it as a monster everyone thinks it's a fucking sea monster anyone who survived an encounter with the fucking nautilus uh, believes that they were the victim of a sea monster. Um, and so it's it's this idea of if we know what Jules Verne was going for and we know that everybody has described this thing as a sea monster, what does that really look like full size? And so Harper Goff was all like, uh, sharks are fucking scary. And alligators are fucking scary. Um, and, like, it's really fucked up how, like, the alligator's eyes sort of sit above the water while the rest of the alligator is below, looking all sharp and menacing. Uh, and so he was like, it is just, it is it's, a, it's a, it is very clearly steel. Uh, and it looks like an alligator shark. And it kind of does. kind of does look like an alligator shark. Like, the fucking eyes pointing up and the fucking, like, iron mohawk yeah i would
1: say like a like more of like a swordfishy. yeah like kind of you know uh here's, like here's kind of spindly
0: here's the other thing every time i see the nautilus either inside or out uh as designed by harper goff <laughs> all i can think is fuck man that would be a really great lego set
1: yeah you said that on the phone and i fucking agree with you. yeah it
0: that. would be such a great lego set um so so that, that that's really that
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much of a, a fanboyism uh twenty thousand Leagues Under the Sea" has.
0: Uh, I, from from what I gather from this movie, is more than you'd fucking think. I mean, at the end of the day, if it wasn't for this movie, Catherine Zeta Jones is banging somebody her own age, and not Michael Douglas.
1: Well, I I'm I'm very eager to talk about old boy. So
0: there's there's more there's more making of as we get into the story, and let's just sort of dig into the movie itself but the the from everything i watched today and everything i read the the name that you need to remember if you like this thing if you like the way it looks if you like the nautilus or the fucking interior god damn it i wish i wish i had a room that looked like this fucking were were you
1: did you ever go to Uh, disney when they had the Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea no i didn't go to disney until i was
0: fucking 26 yeah did you
1: get to ride the back to the future ride when you were a kid no, but I rode the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride and I was fucking terrified.
0: Well, you've always been afraid of the ocean. And anglerfish
1: specifically. Oh You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I have, <laughs> you have s- wa- I have a hard time watching this too. If you well, have
0: really great pictures of Anglerfish No
1: you will not
0: send them to SB end of this show. SB end Podcast Network end at gmail show, com.
1: End of the show. I'm done. You're out. I'm out.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to go
1: kill myself. <laughs>
0: uh, the shark I, the Lego shark I built has an angler fish option is one of the three. I didn't build it that I- way. I can
1: That's look true. at that. If yeah. it's abstract enough, I can look at it. And I did at one point conquer my fear of the ocean by getting absolutely twisted on tincture and scotch whiskey. <laughs> And now, as...
0: That's that Jonas Brothers song, right?
1: <laughs> Keep on hoping we'll have tincture and scotch whiskey by the ocean. That's when I ended up getting on a boogie board and trying to swim out to a sandbar in the middle of the night. And then being surrounded by bioluminescent plankton. Amazing.
0: Amazing. What an experience.
1: It was cool. Are you being...
0: It, no, that's fucking... No. Yeah. No, that's a great experience.
1: You sounded sarcastic, bro. No, that was my genuine amazing Go voice. ahead and delete that slash S, if you don't mind. No. Th- and pour me a shot of courage. You need some courage. If you want courage, you're going to need to take a trip to sh- Chicago. You brought the Mallory down. This you was, have it. Oh. Uh, this was uh, transported by submarine here to the... Uh, the sandy shores of San Antone.
0: Malort, it'll really take you under. Uh, tell you, did I tell you I finished a I whole? I just bo-
1: spilled Malort on your printer.
0: Uh, it, it hasn't worked in quite some time. Tell you, I finished a whole bottle of Malort at the new bar, Zombies. That did night you know, I
1: went for karaoke. Yeah, if they have. Uh, they, I I'm, I am. Um, did I tell you they have Malort? Yeah, uh, you might have. Um, I uh, I have become the Malort guy at the three star bar on Grayson Street. Fuck yeah. Uh, to where they know to bust out the malort when I get there, and Here then I spend a lot of money buying, uh, other, buying people other people malort shots, yep. and also taking them yeah. myself.
0: Yeah, the bartender never wants a shot of malort, but everybody else will do it once.
1: Uh, one of the bartenders will always take one every time I give one out. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I I might go there tonight
0: after a few uh, after a few malorts for my friends. I was I was I'd closed up my tab twice and I you was. You made like, these
1: friends there that day yeah yeah
0: uh, yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. with Malort mm-hmm. uh and and song mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah no I, after I'd closed my I, I I walked up to the guy and I was like I'm gonna need five more shots of Malort <laughs> and he goes there are no more shots of Malort and I was like I understand I've had a long night you're you're probably right and he goes no you're not cut off you're just out of Malort there's no more you're cut off now but, the, all, <laughs> <laughs> but also there's no more malort. You drank all the malort. The the guy who makes me fucking but stock malort they, 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 is gonna be really mad $4. when he gets here tomorrow. Yeah, it's
1: four dollars for yeah. Malort. And, oh no. Uh,
0: we at, I, I finished the bottle of Malort me in the bar and my tab was sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking Malort, man. Uh they're gonna take us somewhere. we we'll,
1: maybe we'll take them somewhere. I take them everywhere I go, and we're, we're the new, we're Latino. the new Joe Rogans.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, our, uh, except instead of weed, we have malort, and instead of elk, we have malort. Yeah, malort. Yeah, when you accidentally call something it. gay. <laughs> oh, oh, Dude, Wait, actually, though, they don't want you to call them gay. You're supposed to say um, Native American. <laughs>
1: That's brisk, baby. Remember when that was a... <laughs> that was a thing we did? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? All right, so... Bring back in. That's brisk, baby. <laughs> Are we going to cut this off and start the second portion since we're at an hour? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Go pee. Take a little sip of water. Do you need to pee and take a little
0: sip of water? Can you just jump I- in?
1: I mean, I got the water here. And I, I guess I could pee if we're about to start the second half. Maybe, maybe that way we wouldn't have to have to stop. I don't want to stop. I'm, in, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Well, we need to stop this recording so I don't have to. Edit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And we'll.